tonight's episode of the 31st Lap Podcast is brought to you by DirtTrackDigest.com. If it's on dirt, it's on Dirt Track Digest. This is the 31st Lap Podcast, recorded live in the studios of FingerLakes1.com in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now, your host, Chris Markwart. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the 31st Lab Podcast, coming to you live from the North Park Building here at Academy Square, episode 252 on deck this evening. Going to take a quick look at some of the action that is coming up this weekend. Uh, Going to be a bit of an abbreviated show tonight, um, my own fault. I had uh, everything lined up for the final round drag racing podcast, and got a late note uh, this afternoon that Jason uh, was on a little bit of a different time frame than, than we were. So we're going to jump in with our first 31st lap. I didn't realize that it had been a month since we'd been together. So I figured we should get one of these things in, especially with some racing action sitting out there on deck coming up here this weekend. Uh, track's going to be active Friday, Saturday, and Sunday up here uh, in the Finger Lakes. Looking forward to getting some cars on track after they had some test sessions planned last weekend. We'll get into that in a little bit. And we'll also talk a little bit about our trip uh, with Dirt Track Digest over the weekend to Grandview Speedway down in Bechtelsville, Pennsylvania, and the first ever trip uh, for me to Middletown Speedway, or uh, Middletown, New York, where we saw the cars doing laps on the Orange County Fair Speedway. Got to visit our, um, by proxy namesake, the 31st Lampart Tavern, which is likewise the first time that I ever got the chance to go there. So uh, diving into all of that here in our, our little bit of time together. Um, test sessions. Over the weekend, Utica Rome and Outlaw both getting cars on tracks. And uh, even though the activity was done during the day, both tracks holding up exceptionally well. Bill Shea saying that he was able to get on the track, uh, basically ran a little bit of the grader to it, and, and the track was just about perfect in no time. They had about 50 cars on deck, so that was, that was pretty nice that they were able to draw a little bit of a turnout, put some laps on the track. There was uh, one car wrecked pretty hard another guy uh had a small fire situation but all in all it was a rather uneventful day which was good um track uh, the, the big news of course that during that daytime racing thing the track held up great uh it was perfect when there was a little bit of advice out there that maybe you should nix the whole thing all together um getting the cars out there on track was a big deal that sets the stage for this weekend's opener we'll get into that in a minute outlaw speedway had their uh practice session the first of two they got another one coming up um they had two practice sessions uh, scheduled last week was their first uh, moving it to uh, Sunday they had 80 cars on deck there um, 80 cars is a lot to get through uh, they had a number of um, different group sessions out there a bunch of uh, sprint cars made the trip down as well as the modifieds obviously the four-cylinder street stocks pro stocks those are always well represented Kenny Shupp was was down for part of that activity um, I'm flipping back to Utica Rome real quick they ran from two until after six. Uh, if uh, at least the officials were there until after six, long lines at the concession stands and everything, which was always good. Uh, and they did everything in in group format, uh, about ten laps each. So cycled everybody through pretty effectively. Outlaw, same thing. Obviously, things were a little bit more stretched out, uh, class to class, given the um, eighty cars that were on hand. But nonetheless, they were able to pack a ton of action in there. Um, the Outlaw Speedway will be opening this weekend. They've got one more uh, test session scheduled here as we work closer to it. They're supposed to be doing some testing tomorrow, uh, weather permitting. The game plan for that is to get the cars on 
uh, on the track a little bit after 4.30. Grandstand admission is free. Pit access is 20 bucks. Gates open at 4.30. Uh, the track is going to open for real, turning some qualifying laps and, and features as part of the rescheduled Dutch Hogue Memorial Program held over from 2018 now, scheduled for early this year. It was uh, delayed twice last year by weather uh, from the original date in October to November and now moving it to April the 13th. The card is going to include that 70 laps, 7,000 to win uh, Dutch Hogue Memorial uh, event, and I believe that was, yeah, 7,000 to win, 70 laps, and 700 to start for the Modifieds. The Street Stock Empire 100 is on the card. Uh, sportsmen are going to be there. Hobby Stocks, four-cylinders, late models, 600 sprints are also going to be uh, on the card. Gates opening at 11 o'clock. Uh, Hot laps planned for 1 o'clock. Racing set for two. Additional details. Jump online. Outlawspeedway.com. That event, of course, um, is the precursor to the Empire Super Sprints visit on April the 19th. That's the Spring Nationals. Modified 3,000 win in the ESS opener, as well as the Outlaw Crate Sportsman Series. 1,500 to win. The Street Stocks, 1,000 to win. The IMCA Fast Shafts, 1,000 to win. Four-cylinder, 600 to win. The Hobby Stock. So really piling the classes on. Over there at Outlaw, they always do. It's going to be a, a day full of racing on Saturday when they get up and going. Uh, Utica Rome, they're going to have a, a more modest open in terms of the uh, number of classes on track, but it's going to be a dirt car fest front to back. The dirt car modifies are going to be running in their own feature as part of the opener. Um, that one's going to be going for, uh, if I remember right, that was 2500 to win in that one. Let me double check that real quick. Make sure that we're not giving anybody wrong information. The Dirt Big Blocks are in their own feature, 2,500 to win. The Dirt Trick Digest 358 modifies 1,500 to win. The Dirt Car Sportsman and the Dirt Car Pro Stocks also going to be on the card at Utica Rome. Uh, general admission, 20 bucks at Utica Rome. That's, again, Sunday the 14th, racing at 6 o'clock. Grandstands open at 3. Pit gates open at 3 as well. So a lot of action on deck. If you're looking to make a little bit of travel, it's only about an hour and 15 minutes or so from right here in downtown Seneca Falls. So make the make the effort to get out there and check out Utica Rome Speedway. Some upcoming information for you, more uh, Finger Lakes and Greater Finger Lakes Area Land of Legends Raceway is going to host a couple test sessions coming up. They're going to be testing on April the 13th and April the 17th instead ahead of their opener coming up on April the 20th. Uh, this is going to be their 56th season of racing. The events are going to be free grandstands and pit access. It's only 20 bucks. Warm-ups begin at 10 o'clock on April the 13th. Gates open at 9 a.m. On Wednesday the 17th, gates open at 4. Track's going to be available from 5 until 8 p.m. That sets the stage for the 42nd uh, season of racing under dirt sanctioning. With the season opener set to include the Dirt Sportsman Cabin Fever 40 and a 35-light feature for the Modifieds. Features for both the Street Sox and 305s are on the schedule as well. For additional details, visit LandOfLegendsRaceway.com. And then Fulton Speedway is going to be testing April the 20th. That's going to be 2 o'clock start before the High Bank Hold-Up Weekend, April 26th and 27th. The Empire Super Sprints are going to anchor the April 26th card. They're going to be running the Dirt Car Sportsman. And then Saturday, April the 27th, the Modified Super Dirt Car Series is going to be contesting their high bank hold up 100 along with the uh weekly openers for the dirt car sportsman and the rush late models again more details online fulton speedway.com uh real quick just to recap on on what our weekend was like with dirt track digest that was a ton of fun making the trek down there it has been forever and a day since i've had the chance to get down to um get down to visit grandview speedway 
uh, had the chance to watch all the action on the backstretch. In the past, I'd only been on the, I think we were down in turn four, to be honest. The last time we were there, I went with Rodney McNeil years and years and years ago. Got to meet Jamie Weekneck, which was, which was really cool. Jamie knew us from uh, the 31st lap, in addition to Mike, you know, you know, his activities with Dirt Track Digest, and he kept quoting the Jim Sinecropy as the voiceover in the show open. And he was quoting that frequently, um, shouting my name to anyone who would listen, which... I mean, I'm, I'm not really an ego person, but it was it was kind of cool after that amount of time for uh, uh, for the 31st lap to be part of those conversations. Um, 31st lap continues to be one of the one of the, if not the longest uh, running podcasts in FingerLakes1.com TV history, dating back to October, I think, of 2011. So it's kind of cool that you know people are still tuning in. Rick Lawback said he was familiar with the show as well. So kind of a little bit of a shot in the arm to get things together as as we get closer to to the summer season and get things up and running. Matt Shepard, uh, he had a great battle, uh, first with um, uh, Dwayne Howard and then ended up holding off Jeff Strunk to, to get the win. Rick Lawback coming home third place. Uh, it was a great feature. Uh, that was in memory of Bruce Rogers, 7,500 to win for Supermat in that one. And then we turned around and went over to Middletown, and Matt started 12th in that one and ended up leading. I think he had the lead by, like, lap 16 and – had it in control. He was stopping everybody and stopping them in fashion. Uh, lap 48, there was a caution. Uh, I think that was the wreck with Danny Varen and Danny Creeden. And uh, Varen actually hurt the car a little bit in that wreck. Nosed it into the wall and, and did a little bit of damage. And he's lucky when he bounced back out into the traffic that he didn't get hit more. Visibility was at a premium, to say the least, at, at Middletown during the day. And Stu Friesen got right up on top of him after starting 20th. He spun in his heat trying to go for some extra money. And the heat, it was, I think it was would have netted a total of an extra $100, but he spun it. So he had to go to the Concy. He won the Concy and ended up starting deep, like 20th or so. And drove back up. It was second with that restart, but he, he didn't have anything for Matt. Matt was, Matt was on rails. That win was worth uh, $11,919, which was the North Region opener for the Short Track Super Series. And then you put that together with some of the other incentives and heat wins. So he ended up eclipsing $20,000 just in, a, in about 36 hours worth of work, which not too bad of a weekend when you think about it. I would love to be able to take home that kind of pay. Um, but then again, I don't drive dirt modifies, and I certainly don't do anything as well as Matt Shepard drives a big block. So we come away with that and uh, really ruled the roost with it. I was, I was thoroughly impressed, and it was a lot of fun. We had, got the chance to do the pre-show down in the uh, the ever-famous tech area where the dual dual inspection lanes go through. Uh, Brett Hearn even joking that we probably picked the loudest place possible to do it, but that was one of those deals where um, we went where the cars were. That way we had something interesting to look at while we were having our conversations. Anthony Parego joined us on the air. Um, a whole cast of characters in addition to Brett Hearn coming over and sitting down with us for a little while as we uh, riffed a little bit about the Hard Clay Open, which was that event that day, Eastern States, and some of the other battles that are going to be waged at uh, Orange County Fair Speedway through the course of this year. Uh, $40,000 in point fund money. Pretty good payout there uh, to run weekly at Orange County Fair Speedway. A couple of the notes that just jumped off the page. It was good to see Andy Bucchetti running again. Rick Lawback uh, did double duty. He was there both weekends. Um, over at Grandview, Kevin Herthler and his brother Brian. Brian led early in the big block race, and they both had big blocks and sportsman cars there. Uh, Kevin Herthler came up for, I want to say, sixth. I think he was right there in the top ten. And that was that was the modified race. He turned around and he won the sportsman race, which was a pretty pretty good win. Nice feather in the cap for him at, uh, at Grandview. The... Um, 
the sportsman guys had a little bit of trouble at, at Orange County Fair Speedway getting their feature going. Took a couple cracks to get lap one on the board. Once they got there, they made it through a couple laps, and then they had a good long run from lap five, seven, up through lap 15. But then uh, caution flags came out again before they got to lap 20. And uh, Honestly, I don't remember who won that one. Um, but uh, a number of those guys committing to uh, – a number of the big block guys committing to running uh, Orange County – while we were down there, um, some of them off the record, some of them on the record, you'll start to figure out who as we get a little bit further into the season. We see some of the special standalone events. I'm anxious to get over to Utica Rome Speedway. Uh, we're going to be doing some stuff over there on Sunday. It looks like we're going to be doing a little bit of pre-show stuff. Also, had a quick conversation with the folks uh, who are working on the pay-per-view with Dirt Track Digest and a couple ideas on the way that we can make the pre-show a little bit better. Some uh, fine-tuning adjustments that maybe that, that Facebook Live element of the pre-show might improve a little bit for everybody as they're watching along at home. Um, as we said, it was going to be a quick and abbreviated show this time. Uh, I, I apologize for it. We, uh, I got caught, I got caught uh, off cycle, to be honest. Uh, another quick note that I wanted to make mention of that I forgot to back a few minutes ago, Track Talk, which airs Monday nights at 6.05, is back this year on WACK. It's their 29th season of racing. Track Talk is going to begin on April 22nd, and it's going to be Monday nights. It's the 29th season. Pretty impressive. Shows Monday nights again, 6.05 until 7 at WACK. Looking things over, um, I'm going to try and get Mike Mallett out here to do another show with us here in the coming weeks. Um, we're going to have more information about Canada with Speedway opening. Fulton Brewerton is going to be getting ready to do some practicing and getting opened up. Um, Outlaw Speedway, they've got action planned for the next couple of weeks. We'll be talking to some folks with Empire Super Sprints as we get our uh, our season fully underway here in the Finger Lakes and, and, and turning our attention to more and more dirt track racing. And hopefully the weather com- cooperates and we can get all that stuff in. Uh, when I was walking up the sidewalk outside today, I was looking at the sky a little bit, and it doesn't 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 suggest that that we'll, we're uh, in good hands if the racing was to happen right now. But we still got a couple of days for that weather to blow off, and and we'll get some at least uh, clear atmosphere, so to say. No rain falling through it, even though it was cloud covered. Um, and we'll try and get some of that racing in. Uh, like I said, going to be a quick one. We appreciate all the folks tuning in and hanging out with us for a few minutes here uh, with his, this edition of the 31st lap. We will come back again here and in a couple of weeks, give you a much more in-depth program, a little bit deeper insight into what's happening as all of our local tracks start getting opened up. We appreciate it. 252 in the books. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.